Hey there, my name is Supreme and this is The Bible Speaks. In this episode, we will be putting the stories of the Bible into our vulnerable moments. We'll be looking at the common thread between Nebuchadnezzar, David and Jesus Christ. Now, if you're thinking these three were kings or one of them is still a king, yeah, that's not the thread I'm talking about. I'll be talking about the rooftop. So we're talking about the rooftop experiences that they had. I was reading Daniel chapter 4 and when I got to a point, I got reminded of a similar occurrence that happened in 2 Samuel chapter 11 verse 2. Daniel chapter 4 is all about Nebuchadnezzar and 2 Samuel is all about King David. So let's visit King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 4. Right, so King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had a dream. And Daniel, who was a Jew and head of the wise men, interpreted the dream by the help of the Holy Spirit. The dream was about the punishment that God wanted to bring upon Nebuchadnezzar. But when Daniel finished with the interpretation, he counseled the king to be right with God and to show justice to the poor and and all that. And of course, the king was, was very happy that he finally knew the meaning of the dream. And for a while, he was right with God. But 12 months later, he climbed to the roof of his palace and saw his kingdom, looked around and pride filled him. And just as he was declaring his awesomeness, his honor, his glory and his power, God reminded him of his promise and struck him there, making him a beast. So that's that's a summary of Daniel chapter 4. You should read Daniel 4. It's, it's pretty interesting right because all this was narrated by nebuchadnezzar himself now let's move over to king david as for david while kings went to war david who we know as a man of war right he he stayed back in the in the capital he didn't go for this war and now i would i would like to ask was he praying for his troops no was he sick no was it god who instructed him to stay back well i don't know but what did he do? He he climbed to the top of his palace again. See the same trend here, right? He climbed to the top of his palace and as he looked around, he saw a beautiful woman bathing. He saw the beautiful woman bathing and <laughs> her name was Bathsheba. <laughs> well, I'm sure that after the time that after this whole experience i'm sure maybe david wished that he had bad eyesight because i mean how do you see into somebody's bathroom i don't know the distance but it's not on the palace ground so it has to be quite a distance and he saw into her bathroom which i mean bathrooms usually have small windows so i don't know how he was able to see that but moving on what did king david do next he exercised his kingly authority and he had the woman bathsheba brought to him and he lay with her and of course as a man of war he conquered and she became pregnant then david tried to pin the pregnancy on her husband when that didn't work he had him killed on the battleground this was a loyal person to him somebody who was loyal to to king david but he sent the man to the front of the battle and had him killed there now, while reading these stories, the story of Nebuchadnezzar, the story of King David, I, I was reminded of, 
of um, first john chapter 2 verse 16 the three things that are in the world right the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life uh, if you see these three vices are present in the experience that nebuchadnezzar and king david had two kings on their rooftops with terrible mistakes exhibiting lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life now i'm going to tie this all together by looking at the temptation of jesus christ and we'll be using luke's account okay now look in luke chapter 4 verse 13 we see another rooftop experience but it's not just that it's it's that this rooftop experience also matches the three worldly vices that's the three things that are in the world i, I would love to call them the three worldly vices right and let me just leave this disclaimer here i know that matthew and luke arrange the temptations in different orders but right now that's not the point i am using luke's account so it's his arrangement that i will be that i'll be using for this episode now in the first temptation where jesus was tempted to turn stone to bread that was a play on lust of the flesh right um the devil was asking jesus to make food when jesus was clearly fasting right and i mean food is not the only thing that flesh can lust after i just thought you should know that it's not only food we can lust after right but in king david's case it was sex right so in jesus case it was food but in king david's case it was sex second temptation where jesus was taken to the top of the mountain and shown many glorious things and kingdoms that he could have if he bowed to satan was a play on the lust of the eyes showing him earthly kingdoms that in no way compare with the magnitude or the splendor of the heavenly kingdom that jesus had left to come here i mean there was mind in heaven gold is pavement and you are showing him your glorious kingdoms here on this earth that he should bow to you devil has mind but let me leave it there now it's not always in material possessions that this temptation comes the lust of the eyes of course it's not always in just material possessions sometimes it's in relationships even with all i mean with all the women that king david had somehow we saw the beautiful woman Bathsheba having a bath and in that moment she was pleasant to the eyes she was pleasant read your bible you see there <laughs> she was actually pleasant to the eyes. it says that in the bible she was pleasant to the eyes just like in genesis right how the fruit was was pleasant she saw it as good for food and i mean king david just had to have a taste of this one it's it's amazing to see how the devil keeps repeating his script and that's how the temptation is with us right in these days it's how we come to fall for different temptations but i won't talk too much about that let's just move on to the third temptation of jesus christ which is when the devil took jesus to the holy city at the top of the pinnacle of the temple of which i mean this is way higher than a rooftop and he wanted jesus to jump just so he could prove that he had angels at his back and call okay now this is like deliberately orchestrating a, a compromising or harmful situation just so you can exercise faith in god okay it's like a man that jumped into the lion's cage to reenact the daniel story of course it didn't end well 
and this this clearly is the pride of life because it is not glorifying god it is glorifying you and this is where nebuchadnezzar failed and but i i just want to point out that king david and nebuchadnezzar may look like villains in this story and if we would hold up a mirror to our own faces we will see how we have done worse right but thankfully we have jesus examples to follow because he conquered all three vices and just in case you're thinking well i've never been on a mauntaintop nor have i been on a rooftop well i'm about to give you your own your own example okay now if you remember there's a story of jesus washing his disciples feet and that's a very popular story but there's a verse there that speaks of another rooftop moment that jesus had he said there was no roof involved in that story calm down i'm coming let's look at john chapter 13 and verse 3 right in in verse 3 it says that jesus knew that the father had given all things into his hands and that he came from god and went to god that was a rooftop moment right there jesus was fully aware of his power he was fully aware of his might the authority that he now wielded both in heaven and on earth he was very much aware of it at this very moment and see this is even bigger than you becoming the president of a country or getting that dream job or that dream salary times 10 or you just making your first million or you've just been put in charge of a number of people or probably you just got a newfound liberty like you know university students <laughs> or you just got your dream car or your dream house it's it's bigger than all these it's bigger okay but just imagine that you got one of these and believe me many thoughts will run through your mind and if pride doesn't find its way into your heart then <laughs> praise the lord praise the lord somebody right but what did jesus do in this situation we look at verse 4 and in verse 4 it says that he rose from dinner laid aside his his garments took a towel and girded himself then he poured water into a bowl and began to wash his disciples feet now pause he began to wash his disciples feet which is already a demeaning job right it's servants who do this kind of thing in, in in their history it's already a lot for someone who has been given all power and might to start washing his disciples feet i mean if if you if you were in that position would you do that if you had all that power would you do that of course not or maybe i'm just preempting you or myself but really if you had all that power i don't know i don't know but jesus didn't stop there he used a towel that was wrapped around his own body to clean the feet of the disciples as he washed them and some people would even say ew i mean why would he do that <laughs> but i think when, when you have this this picture in your mind you'll see why peter couldn't bear to have jesus washing his feet he felt like he was insulting his master but jesus took the form of a servant and showed humility at a point where he was the most powerful man alive. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And it's relieving for me anyway that of the three, I have somebody who actually survived the rooftop experience and did not bend. He actually came out victorious. And what does this tell us? Now, in our lives, we, we have faced and we will face many rooftop moments when we are tempted to bend to lust or to pride. But let's learn from from Jesus. 
when he was tempted with the lust of the flesh, he, he mentioned the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the Father's mouth. That's the word of God. In the second temptation of the lust of the eyes, he showed us that his devotion to God was unquestioned. He showed us that worship is not just something that you do on Sunday morning in church with slow emotional songs. No. Worship is a lifestyle of devotion to God. You know, Every day and in every circumstance, we should remember our allegiance to God, especially when, when it's tried. Okay. In the third temptation of the pride of life, Jesus was simply saying, don't test God. Like, don't look for his trouble. Don't, don't try to take his glory. That's not exactly what he says, but I'm, I'm telling you that that's what it sounds like. Like, don't test God. Don't look for his trouble. Okay. And Jesus didn't have to say much because God had already shown us through Nebuchadnezzar what happens to those who try to take his glory. Okay, so it would be wise to remember that. And as if all this is not enough, then Jesus shows us what active humility looks like. He washed his disciples' feet. Now he served them. Okay, I'm not saying you should go and wash your, your people's feet or your family members' feet, but it's service, right? Service is one sure way of reminding yourself to be humble. Okay, doing something that means something to them. Okay, and not doing it with the motive of getting political votes later or or any form of gain later, but with a pure motive, right? And and and, and just recognizing that I, you are not God. Okay, and you shouldn't be proud. Or oh, let me use myself. I, I I serve because I recognize that I am not God, and I shouldn't be proud. So I keep my head cool. And I serve those around me. Okay, it doesn't have to be feet washing. It can be something else. Okay, it can be something else. Whatever comes to mind. Don't don't just succumb to the rooftop trap of lust and pride. Because God has made a way and, and Jesus has shown us that we can overcome. That's the message, guys. We can overcome. So when you're faced with your rooftop experience, just remember. Remember Jesus' um, experience. Remember the lessons that we've learned from Jesus. We don't want to be like David or Nebuchadnezzar in this context. We want to be like Jesus Christ, right? Even though there are other beautiful lessons that we can learn from from King David. And I think some from Nebuchadnezzar. But that's for another day. As for now, that's where I'm going to leave this episode. And I hope this has blessed you. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm always glad for this opportunity to share with you. And I hope that you will allow God to do his work in your heart. With these words that you have heard even as you face your rooftop experiences if this is your first time listening to the podcast i welcome you please don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss another episode subscribe on on spotify yeah spotify now allows you to rate the podcast so please if you can leave a rating that would be lovely you can listen on spotify on google podcast on Radio Public, wherever, on anchor.fm, the website. Uh, We're available everywhere you get your podcast. So just search for The Bible Speaks. And for my amazing listeners, thank you so much for listening and for sharing. I really appreciate you. And if you have comments, feedback, or questions, please share them with me via email. The email is hellobiblespeaks at gmail.com. You can also send a voice message by going to anchor.fm forward slash the bible speaks forward slash message in your browser all the links are also in the description i remain supreme thank you and god bless